headed back in. Twindon! A second of the game for Van Veen, and he is loving it! Cornelius on the edge of the ball! It's all around! How special is that for his first Motherwell goal? Slatnik and he shot away! It's a fantastic strike! And it's thundered in by Liam Grimshaw! What a moment for him! The fans' favourite! Hello and welcome to the MFC podcast. We promised we would be back later in the week and we are to go over the last couple of days of the transfer window. We'll discuss the 4-0 victory over Inverness in the Premier Sports Cup. And we'll preview tomorrow's game against Dundee United. I'm joined by Jaffa and we welcome back today, Pepe. How you doing, mate? All good. Uh, glad to be, to be back to a bit of normality. Yeah, so you've, you've obviously been absent for the last couple of weeks and you weren't, you weren't forgotten about it. We certainly took a couple of digs at you while, while you weren't there behind your back. But of course, we've got to start by congratulating you on your award uh, received by the SFA quite recently as well, richly deserved, and must be a huge honour for you. No, it was, and it was quite fitting that uh, it was a first part where I received it um, before the the Livingston game. It was a bit of a, a shock and a surprise, but they showed me some of the nominations, and it was kind of. Uh, a lot of Motherwell fans had, uh, that I don't even know had nominated me, so I wasn't told. So, yeah, it was a, a, an honour. So thanks to everybody, including yourself, that spent the time to, to, to nominate me. No, it's a pleasure. And as I say, it was, it was great to see you getting the recognition for, for all your hard work. We'll switch it on and we'll, we'll talk about Motherwell. And the last couple of days have been dominated by the close of the, the transfer window. And now we are sitting recording on Friday afternoon and we're no really further forward in terms of new arrivals into the club on deadline day. The rumours started late last night that Lou Moult was set for a return on loan to the club. We discussed that on the previous podcast that the name had been thrown about and the, over the course of the last weekend as well. It seemed to be the case that it was moving ever closer Though come midnight, there was no confirmation. A few of us waited up till one o'clock, no confirmation. I then checked out. I went to bed expecting to wake up and hear that Louis Moult was going to be a Motherwell player, even just in the short term. That's not transpired. We've now had a press conference shifted from half past nine this morning to one o'clock. No confirmation of the Louis Moult deal at that press conference. Jaffa, it's been quite a, quite a set of scenarios. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're no clearer as to what's happened. Yeah, it all seems a bit bizarre because <clears throat> from the, the sort of things that I'm picking up, it, it seems to be the, the sticking point as to whether Burton have actually uh, released him, um, kind of rather than signing him on loan, it's signing him permanently because he's he would then be a free agent. So uh, it's it just seems it all seems a bit a bit mental. It all seems kind of. To have kind of dragged on and kind of there's absolutely no transparency as to as to what's going on. Um, obviously we spoke about him um, as being a potential target uh, earlier in the week, and 
to be honest, it, it was at that point it's we'd both we both sort of said, well, you know, it's, we're not entirely sure about him because he's his injury worries and stuff like that. But kind of since we we sort of recorded that, uh, and then it was then kind of mentioned that Harps, Hibs, and St. Mirren were all interested in him. Kind of my my interest in him really really picked up. So. Uh, I, I just hope that something something gets clarified later on today, and kind of, and hopefully he does become a a Malou player because we've not signed anybody else, sort of, and kind of coming up to the deadline. So um, it would be good just to, to to sort of get another another body in the door. So aye, it's it's been weird though, very weird. When we're recording, and there's a danger that, and even before this podcast is released, that it could be out of date. What is your your take on the potential of, of Lou Moult returning to Motherwell? We didn't get your view in the last podcast, so it'd be quite interesting to hear whether your viewpoint on this potential return differs from myself and Jaffa. Um, I think Jaffa makes a kind of good point that at first I was a wee bit seeing people return, like kind of Ross McCormick. I mean, Faddy come back and he done well. And see when I heard that Hearts and Hibs and and St Myrna's potentially interested, I was a bit of, I don't really want them playing against us, I'd rather that we take a, a, a punt on them. And there is that kind of romantic uh, connection back. I mean, he's gave us that, the day at, at Hamden where we put Rangers out of the cup is one of the, my, my, the memories that live with me forever. So I suppose, it's just these injuries. Um, I mean, if, if you look at the signings of Rolando Arns and, uh, and Louis Moult, they've probably played less than 20 games in the last couple of years, which is a wee bit of a concern. Um, if Louis Moult hadn't played for Motherwell and you've seen his injury record, I don't think many fans would be overly happy. Um, I've seen a comparison to the likes of Phil O'Donnell, that when he came back and felt more comfortable, felt loved, etc., back at Fir Park, that he really... Had a, a second wind in his, his career um, until obviously the tragedy that happened. Uh, so, all in all, you can see that the majority of support wanted to happen just due to the fact to the amount of interest and the, the kind of strange nature it, it was happened. I, I had not heard what Jaffa had said um, before he'd said it about the um, had Burton released them. I suppose that could be an, an interesting factor because I was watching. Sky Sports last night and one of the pundits had said that they would need to be released before midnight um, to be allowed to be signed in this window. If they're signed after midnight, they can't sign. So maybe that's part of the reason. But I'd be delighted to have him back. Um, is he going to be as good as he was the last time? You can only hope. Um, but he's certainly a player that I think would definitely add something to our squad um, and be a bit of competition for Van Veen because Van Veen at the moment knows that he's first pick and having that wee bit of pressure might just add that wee, wee bit extra on and with somebody that the fans love and adore um, adds that wee bit extra so for me it's a definite uh, positive situation if, if we can get over the line I think that's a very good point in the sense that Louis Holt will be returning to a place where he's got the adulation of the, the supporters which might kick him on an extra 10%, which could make all the difference. There's no doubt when Louis Moult's on his game, then it'll be a massive asset to the football club. The concern for me lies with the, the stats in terms of 19 starts in the last five years, uh, or last four and a half years, rather. It's not great reading in that respect. But if we were to get him 
sustained run of games, then then maybe it could work out. Jaffa, another player that's returned to the football club, <laughs> the kind of boomerang and yo-yo scenario continues. Rolando Ahrens has joined the club on loan from Huddersfield Town. He would make his debut against Inverness from the bench on Wednesday night. A player that I couldn't really, when, when he signed during the week, I, I kind of looked back at his his first spell on loan at, at Motherwell and to be honest, I couldn't really remember many games where he, he stood out. I remember he had arrived around about the same time as James Scott left the football club. And then obviously from there, there was only what, a month and a half before the, the COVID shutdown. So he didn't really get much of a chance to to make an impression. He's been struggling with injuries since leaving Motherwell, it must be said, kind of similar to Louis Moult. This is a, a chance for him to, to get some regular game time and he'll be hoping that he can really make an impact. I, I mean, can I? He definitely sort of brings something that we that we really don't have at the moment, which is kind of a wide man we 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 pace. Uh, so you're kind of hoping that he brings that in. It's, I have to be honest. I was I was kind of the same. It's like I knew that he. I knew I could remember kind of seeing him, but it's, I wasn't sure how long he had been here for. Kind of, um, and then I, when I sort of checked him out, and it's, he'd only played eight games for us, um, and. You, Kind of thought, well, I it's I don't I don't really remember him sort of doing anything. I don't remember him doing anything wrong. I don't remember him sort of like ducking out of games, but it's I do remember sort of thinking, oh, he looked he looked quite good. I would have quite liked to to have kept him when he when he got his move um, to Huddersfield. So I'm quite happy to see him back. Um, I didn't know I, I was haven't followed his career. So I didn't know that he kind of that was news to me that he's had injury problems as well. I just thought that he'd gone he'd gone sort of slightly higher than than probably his abilities, um, and that was why he wasn't getting game time for them. But uh, it's I'm glad to see him back because it's it's kind of these are the kind of guys who who we've got a we've got a reputation of having and sort of doing quite well with these guys who. Are obviously inconsistent, or they wouldn't be with us. And but I've got the kind of ability to change games. They've got the pace. They, they kind of play in the wide area. They, they get forward. They take guys on. Get the balls out of the box for for kind of potentially Kevin Van Veen and Louis and or Louis Moult now. So um, it's I think he would he'll probably create quite a lot for us, especially the way that Stevie Hamill kind of now seems to have his playing, which is playing about a football. And looking for looking for runners to get down wide, so having somebody in that area with pace could be devastating for us. So I'm delighted to see him back. I'm quite happy he's back as well. Um, although I do remember when we signed him the last time, there was a fair degree of excitement, just because he he's not like one of these players that we signed that's never ever featured in the, the Premier League. I think he scored a couple of goals for Newcastle in the the, the Premier League, um, and he'd made quite a few appearances for Newcastle's first team. Um, so the excitement at that point was it was a fantastic sign, um, and I think even when he signed for Huddersfield, I'd, I'd done a wee bit of research on him, and I think they, the, the fans were quite happy that he'd signed. I think that was his second spell there, and he certainly got something about him. Um, and I certainly think I think the most important thing is is he an improvement in what we have, and I definitely think he is, um, and I think McKinstry is as well. So it certainly adds to the forward line, and that is what we all agreed we were, we were desperately lacking. So at the end of the day, if it improves the squad, which I think undoubtedly it will, um, it can only be a good thing as well. So everyone seems to be moving in the, 
positive side, um, which is a kind of a complete contrast to to only three or four weeks ago. Yeah, it, it certainly is. I, I think that the the last twenty four hours of the the transfer window perhaps have distracted people from what has been a a really productive couple of weeks. Stuart McKinstry obviously came in as well. We confirmed the signing of the Penny on loan as well. So you you've got the and I, I keep on referring to him as Penny, just due to the fact I can never ever remember his first name. His name is Matt Penny. <laughs> they, and and these guys all look like they're they're ready to step into the first team and, and do a real job for us. Well, no doubt touching Matt Penny when we're discussing the Inverness game. Is the is the danger, Jaffa, that the the Louis Moult saga, especially if it is the case that it doesn't work out, Louis Moult doesn't become a muddle player. Would that take away from a lot of the good work that's been done by Stevie Hamill over the last couple of weeks in the transfer window? I, I don't think so. Um, I, I'll tell you why. It's a, can I think probably uh, any other season you would maybe it would maybe have more impact but because of the World Cup this year. Um, because we've only got sort of a, a, a matter of weeks before kind of before we shut down for the World Cup, so. It's. I don't think it's. I don't think it was. It was kind of quite as, quite as imperative to to sort of to to shore up the things. And as you said, kind of with our, with Aaron's and McKinstry coming in, then you do have you do you have bolstered the sort of forward line. Um, kind of maybe without a a, a kind of somebody to step into Kevin Van Veen's shoes uh, when he inevitably gets suspended. Um, or kind of gets injured, um, so it's I think kind of because it's only it's it's only a short period of time until that that shutdown. I don't think it was it was quite as necessary as it would have been had it had sort of the season run normally right through to right through to to the end of the year. So I I I don't think it would be I don't think it would be a devastating blow if we don't didn't get him in. Um, but it would be good just to have another body for for that position um, that he plays in to, to come in. I was going to talk about the Inverness game on Wednesday night, a, a very satisfying evening, albeit against a substandard Inverness side. Kevin Van Veen hat-trick, an own goal, two penalties, um, accumulated a fair amount of them in the, the early part of the season. Pepe, first of all, Kevin Van Veen, is in a really rich vein of scoring. I know that the people will point to the fact that four of his goals have come from the penalty spot, but you've got to stick them away still, and he's certainly doing that with a bit of confidence. On another day, I think he could have actually come away with five goals, maybe six goals. Uh, such was the dominance in the match and the chances that came our way. But he'll be brimming with confidence just now and going into a game against a Dundee United side with a poor defensive record. This could be another chance for him to kick on. Well, he certainly started the season really, really well. Um, he looks fitter now than what he did against uh, Sligo. Um, he looks like a different player altogether, as the majority of the squad do. And it really does put emphasis on the good bit of business of getting him on that extra year's contract. Um, you can see that he was up for it on uh, Wednesday night um, and hopefully his form continues on to Saturday I actually really really enjoyed the game and I, I was sitting um, 
with my, my, my mate Paul at the game and I said, can you remember a game like this? Although we need to take opposition in at hand, but we've been so comfortable. We looked like a team that was, was wanting to continue uh, going and, and score, even though it was the game was dead and buried. I just felt as if there was a change. Um, and uh, and that can only be a, a, another positive. The biggest positive of the night for me was, was seeing Lennon Miller coming on. Um, I've seen Lennon playing uh, at academy level. I've seen him playing at boys club level. Um a local boy, and to see a 16-year-old a, a and not even a week into his 16th birthday to come on, listen, he, he, he done what was asked him when he came on, I'm not going to say that he, he, he looked absolutely stunning. He done well, he didn't look phased, and I think that's a really, he's a really exciting prospect. Um, that was the highlight of the night for me. Obviously, then you've got McKinstry coming on as well. Um, and you've got Cornelius Maguire so our academy uh, certainly appears to be there's something in it uh, now um, and I was delighted to to see him obviously that shot that went over the bar it would just have been the icing on the cake if, I, if he had managed to, to score on, he, on his debut um, so all in all an enjoyable enjoyable night against poor opposition I have to say Um and will we ever get a penalty like the, the fourth goal again? I don't think so, because even Van Veen stopped, I think. I think he was even surprised, but as you say, you still need to put them away and we're not going to knock back a, a, a dodgy penalty. <laughs> the, the penalty was quite ridiculous, the second one, uh, in terms of the way that he almost kicked the ball away in frustration. Van Veen, after committing his foul, then realised that he was able to play on and obviously plays the ball against boy that goes to ground and it hits his arm. You've got to kind of almost think that players in that situation have to disconnect their arms from their body because there's there's no really any place they can put them uh, when they're when they're going to ground like that. So yeah, it was it was unfortunate uh, in that instance for Inverness, but certainly they weren't unfortunate over the ninety minutes. Jaffa, of course, the draw took place after that, and it's paired as with. With the league champions Celtic at Fir Park, I actually thought that the radio had said the game was late September. We've got a wee bit longer than that to to wait for this one. It's late October with the semi-finals taking place in the new year. So as as tough as it could have possibly been without being at, at Celtic Park or, or Ibrox, I suppose. Daunting, I would describe the prospect as given the forum that Celtic are in. They took nine off of the United. Last weekend, they'll, they'll be full of confidence and, and ready to go. But at the same time, we've enjoyed a couple of good results so far this season. I imagine the mood within the camp is pretty high. It'll be I mean, a game to relish, even though it's going to be a, a huge task out in front of us. Pizza pass. Uh, <laughs> a, I mean, to be honest, it is obviously kind of... Hardest, hardest tie in the draw. Um, we've got it at home though, um, so it's it's eleven veg, eleven v eleven on the night, and it's uh, obviously kind of uh, that'll be sort of an eve of kind of uh, pretty much an eve of the shutdown for the World Cup. So uh, it'll be a it'll be a big night. It'll be interesting to see kind of interesting to see what the ticket prices are set at. Um, 
It'll be interesting to see what day that kind of we get put on the on Premier Sports for for that night. Um, but I, it'll be. It's basically it's what every Motherwell fan wants. Is we kind of know that we're never going to win the league, and a kind of a cup run is all you is all you can hope for. Having a having a cup quarter final at home against anybody, you've got to go in sort of hoping hoping for the best. Um, and it's obviously it's going to be a it's going to be very hard tie to get through, but it's got to be settled on the night as well. So we've got that in our we've got that and and. Kind of in our favour as well, so ah, you, you've just got to go on. Where it's hopefully kind of, hopefully by then we'll have we'll have strung another kind of couple of wins together and and sort of still be still being kind of in root health and and sort of in the confident confident mood that we're in just now. So I I bring it on. Definitely that week will be a Sunday game against Rangers, whatever day they settle on the midweek against Celtic at Fir Park, and then a game against Aberdeen. Fur Park to finish a, a triple header at home. It promises to be a pretty exciting week, a, a tough week for the the players. But when you look at the, the draw, if you're going to get Rangers or Celtic, you want to get them at Fur Park, where you would imagine you've got a better chance. The big surface at Hamden tends to play into the, the bigger team's favour. Now the fact that they're able to bring on five subs as well, massively aids them, they can call on all the resources that they've got. It's a tie we would have preferred avoiding, but I guess the maybe carrot that we've got is the fact that uh, is it for Park and we have done it before. I'm actually the opposite. I'm a, I've, I've been craving a, a, a tie against Celtic at home just because the last twice that we've got to a cup final, it's been against them. Um, and I always think going into a, a cup final against either of the old firm particularly Celtic um, in recent history, you're you're up against it. And I think it really gives us that boost if we're at home. So bring them on. Yeah, either a great team. Um, but on our day, so could we be. Um, I'm not saying we're going to beat them, but we're definitely in with, in with a shout. Um, I think uh, that... They will be busy with, with, with Champions League stuff. A couple of their players are probably going to the World Cup and, and might, I'm not saying give 100%, but they might have that at the back of their minds. So it's probably quite a good time to get them. Um, and we can go all guns blazing because it'd be a great way to go into that kind of um, unusual break, knowing that we've just beaten them. Um, and we'll see what, see what happens. Um, I'm just getting a wee picture sent to me the Louis Wilkes put on a picture of my mother's shirt on to make it slightly more cryptic um, that my son's just running into the room to show me yeah he's celebrating with Stevie Hamill in that picture he's, he just put it up <laughs> 34 yeah. seconds ago so I tell you what this has been an absolutely sparkling waste of time but uh, no it does look like that move has been confirmed and we've we've basically discussed the ins and outs of that. I've also just had a text message saying it's going to be announced at four o'clock. The time is currently four o'clock. So let's have a wee look and we'll actually have a live reaction to this. Uh, see what they've tweeted. I just can't. Yeah, there we go. So he has returned. Welcome back, Lewis. No, welcome back to Fur Park, Lewis. And you've yeah, you've got the it's confirmed as a loan deal. Let's have a quick look through the story. 
Yeah, it's a season loan, season long loan uh, from Burton Albion. Yep, yep, confirmed, and uh, Stevie Hamill's described it as a major coup for the club. So, yeah, we can uh, we can now look ahead to the Dundee United game, knowing that the will will be a model player for the rest of the season. Jeff, I'll start with yourself. United in treacherous form in the league after a really encouraging result in Europe in the first leg against AZ Alkmaar. It's went completely south for them. Uh, racking up all sorts of goals uh, conceded. They did get the win against Livingston midweek following the sacking of Jack Ross. That was on the back of the 9-0 defeat at home to Celtic on the Sunday. It's a banana skin, I think. Um, you'd normally say that Motherland United games you'd expect to be quite hard for and you wouldn't be going in really assured that the team are going to come away with a victory. Given the United's forum, I think there will be a lot of people expecting a result tomorrow. Uh, though it's hard to kind of envisage it's going to be as straightforward as that. Uh, uh, you look at it and think... Uh... It's a team team really struggling, struggling for a win, struggling for goals. Just sacked her manager um, with a former model player kind of that plays up front for them. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? Um, but kind of we go into it sort of obviously kind of we we're still sort of riding the crest of the wave of kind of Stevie Hamill coming in and changing the way that we, that we play and stuff like that, and it's. We've got to go in sort of confident, but I uh, it's a kind of as a as a massive banana skin, and kind of there's the history kind of history is riddled with with things like this. We whenever a, a striker that hasn't scored for three years or kind of um, a team hasn't won for eighteen games or anything like that, come up against Motherwell and they'll absolutely batter us. Um, so. That that's a worry. That's a worry. Sort of meeting them at this sort of time, but it's you can look at it the other way and, and think, well, they're in terrible form. Um, it's probably there is no probably a better time to play them. It's we just need to kind of we just need to sort of play the way we did on Wednesday night, and there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any uh, problems with it. But um, I'm lo- really looking forward to it, especially sort of with kind of. The King returning. Um it's some absolutely positive. He won't be in the starting lineup, but it'll be it'll be just great to see him sort of on the bench or sort of just at, at the stadium, sort of seeing him there. Um would be is just going to be a massive lift to everybody there, sort of just looking back on sort of what he's done with us before. So I I really looking forward to Saturday, mate. Just finally that's the kind of thing that can actually really galvanize people, the, the fact that figure like Lou Moltz back at the club, even I'm going out to warm up, I'm sure that he'll get an incredible ovation. That hopefully lifts the team as well and drives on the standards. There'll be people knowing that in the team that if they're not performing, Lou Moltz on the, the sidelines. And you also had good performances off the bench from the likes of Stuart McKinstry and Orlando Ahrens midweek as well. So these guys will be chapping at the bit to get games from the start. Suddenly, we do seem to have a, a wee bit of, of strength and depth, which will only be good for competition going forward. And you would hope, as I said earlier, we'll, we'll drive the standards up of the team and drive them on to more success. Yep. Um, listen, obviously we spoke about Lumo and 
Tell us seen that poster. I didn't realise just how much I actually wanted him to sign. I was quite excited when I seen him in the my the the home kit there. Uh, my wife, who hates football, just came in and even looked excited that Lou did sign for some reason. So it certainly, as a great a great signing and. The Jaffa and yourself said I'm really looking forward to, to going. I don't care if it doesn't go on, just the, the reaction of the, of the fans when, when his name gets shouted out, lately who they'll be on the bench. That's going to give the whole place a lift and it really adds a wee bit of edge to the game tomorrow. Um, and I hope it takes the focus away from the returning striker. That uh, I think that he's a type of player that, that strives on uh, the kind of a, the booing and the... the, the the shouting, the best way to deal with him is ignore him and not no make him um, centre of attention. And that's enough that I'm going to say about him. The only thing that I will say about the strength and depth is that I'm not going to complain about this because Louis Moult is, uh, is is a great addition. Um, is the centre half side of things. Um, now I know that Maguire can go back in there. I know that McGinn can play. Um, but with Divine away and uh, Yanni Oyala um, away, it's potentially somewhere that they might look to strengthen in the free agent market. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. And we'll, we'll kind of discuss the ones that we missed out on and a wee bit more depth in the next podcast. But guys, I would like to thank you for your time today. I know it's been a bit shorter than usual, but uh, we can regroup after the United game. Thanks again. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. You've been listening to the MFC podcast. We'll be back in the middle of next week. Until then, thank you and goodbye. Mm-hmm.